And welcome to Reimahuvim. This is Rabbi Yitz Greenfield, MS Marital Family Therapy. I am so happy that you are joining me, and you're probably thinking two things. First of all, is this, are going, is he live today? I, I don't know. If you're listening to me October 19th, and, and you're trying to figure out, but one second, is this going to be a repeat show? This is not a repeat show. What's going on? You know, it's very hard to catch j right now. Uh, not as easy as it was in the past. I mean, we still could get it, j But I've been like waiting. I'm not sure if this is really Rabbi Greenfield. Live October 19th, 2017. Yes, you are listening to me live. Baruch Hashem, Hod Hashem, Kitov, Kilolam, Chazdo. Starting late today, circling blocks. Literally circling and circling blocks to find parking. Um... This is going to be probably one of my most shortest shows. I didn't say it's not going to be an important show. It's probably going to be the, I think this is this is going to be the record, the shortest show. Because I'm looking right now, it looks like I only have 35 minutes left. Actually, 35 minutes and 36 seconds left. But you know what? It's going to be as in Mirza Hashem. B'Shem Hashem, Nasev and Atzliach. Today's show is a very important show. Um... Right now, whoever is listening to me live is probably listening to me either through the app or online or on the phone, or maybe you're listening to me as an archive. But I would assume, I would assume at this point that you've heard my shows before. You've heard my shows before. You've heard the content before. And Baruch Hashem, you've started really applying the skills and tools into your marriage. By the way, for those, maybe you have, we have new listeners. Um, here's what we do in this show. What we do is try to give over to you skills and tools to help you help you boost your marriage, really boost your marriage to the next level. If your marriage is not good, hopefully to give you skills and tools to fix your marriage, but which wherever I'm telling you, wherever your whatever point your marriage is at right now, I can tell you that it can always use a little bit, a little bit more, a little bit more. Another thing is a perfect marriage. I'm talking about by myself. Another thing, you're constantly, constantly. I'm a married man, right? I, I, you think I I don't work on my marriage? Of course I do. It's very hard. It's a lot of hard work. So is my wife. Like any other couple, you don't just get it. You have to chazer over and over and over again. Because it's not autopilot. It's not in- instinctual. It's not like you just, you know, you're not just driving. You're just driving. It's like instinctual. Okay, you get into the car, you drive. I don't think about it. The first time I learned how to drive, actually, you know, interesting. Okay, I want you to hear me. This is very interesting, actually. This is actually a great intro to today's class. I was thinking about it. This, I think, is a great in- intro for today's class. For those of you who drive, do you drive? Are you listening to me? You drive? You know how when you drive, something very interesting happens. And that is, when you first learn how to drive and you read the manual, it, it seems like, okay, there are rules and regulations, and I have to signal, and there's something called the right of way, and there's all these things that I have to do. If I just follow the rules, I'll be able to drive. And then you actually get into the driver's seat, and you realize it's so much more complicated. And you're thinking to yourself, why is it so much complicated? I just follow the rules. The problem is, is that nobody else is following the rules. <laughs> Maybe that's a little general. The other people are not following the rules. I'm trying to follow the rules, and 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 this guy's cutting me off. This guy is not signaling. This guy is trying to grab a parking spot right in front of my face. I could literally get into this car. I could just like 
smash into this car in a second if he doesn't like get into his spot. This guy is trying to steal my spot. And then, listen to this. Here's one for you. You're at a light. Okay, you're at a light. It's, it's a red light and you're, wait, and you're waiting for it to green. Now, once the light turns green, you have the right of way and you can just go straight. But then you have not one car, but two or three cars who try to cut ahead of you and make a left right in front of your face. So now, at that point, ladies and gentlemen, you have a choice. And I want you to listen to me very carefully. This is very important. And you're going to see how, how it so much connects to marriage. Because at that point, when you're driving the car, you're at the red light. And you have these people just like turning left right in front of you from the opposite lane, right? Not one, but two and three. And, you know, it gets to a certain point. You can get frustrated. And you can say, you know, I don't care anymore. I'm just going to drive because it's my right of way. Everybody knows it's my right of way. If they're making a turn, they're second in, in right. I have the first right. If I'm going straight, I have the right of way. The only one who ever, ever, ever precedes me when it comes to right of way is a pedestrian, right? And even then, if they're, if, if a pedestrian is jaywalking, again, I don't know, right? Even then, I don't know who has the right of way. But obviously, there are times, like this case where you're at the light, where, or a pedestrian, obviously, that what? That you're not going to just drive right into the car. Well, why not? It's my right of way. It's my right of way. I'm sorry. I'm right. He's wrong. I'm going to drive right into the car. I'm going to smash right into it. We're going to get into an accident. Too bad. And you know what? At the end of the day, what's going to happen is he's going to have to pay. How come people don't do that? I'm asking you a question. I know it sounds like a silly question, but it's a, it's a real question. You're at a light. Listen <laughs> this question. I was laughing here because it's so funny. You're at a light, right? And you want to be right. You want to be right. Now, right is that you have the right of way. Now, this guy right in front of you is turning left, okay? He's turning left. And and you're driving straight. Now, you're stopping and you're waiting. There's one car turning left in front of you, another car turning left in front of you. So you, you get upset and you just drive straight into him. People don't do that. But why not? That's the right thing. It's ridiculous. Don't uh, Even the question is ridiculous. Who would smash into a car, right? But it's the right thing. But you know what? We're doing this in our marriages. We're doing this in our marriages. We're saying things to our spouse. Our spouses are saying things to us because that's the right thing. Because I'm right and you're wrong. So I'm going to get into a 45-minute fight with you now just to prove to you that I'm right and you're wrong. But you know what the problem is? The problem is you're not assessing all the damage you're causing during the actual impasse, during the actual fight. You know how much damage you're causing for the relationship? Okay, great. You know what? At the end of the fight, she'll say to you, you know what? You're right. You're happy. You're right. Or he'll say to you, you know what? You're happy. You're right. And even then, it's not really a concession. You know it's a fake concession. It's not. I, I just don't want to fight with you anymore. So here you are spending 45 minutes fighting with your spouse about whatever topic it is. And you and I know most of the time the topics are so ridiculous. They're just so too ridiculous. But I'm going to tit for tat with you. And I'm going to tell you. No, you did not tell me to go to the cleaners. You said, if I'm by the cleaners, I should pick it up. But you never told me I should go to the cleaners. I'm sorry. Like, I, you never. Yes, I did tell you to go. No, you didn't. And back and forth and back and forth. And he's upset because he doesn't have a shirt now, a, clean, a cleaner's shirt. He could take another shirt. It's not the end of the world. There's something else to do, right? But he's all upset now because what? Because he doesn't have his cleaner's shirt that he just bought and he wanted to, he just bought it for Yom Tif. And now it's the Shabbos after Yom Tif. And by the way, I hope all of you had a wonderful Yom Tif. And I hope not only that it was wonderful, but it was peaceful. And not only that it was peaceful, but it was connecting. Connecting with your husband and hopefully connecting with your children. I hope it was.
But in any case, yes, this is a live show. This is a live show. 10-19-2017, October 19th, 2017. We are right before Rosh Chodesh. Mamash like right before Rosh Chodesh here. And you are listening to me live. And somehow you decided, you know what? I'm not going to turn off J-Root. Maybe Rabbi Greenfield is going to come on today. Or maybe you just listen to J-Root because you enjoy the music. But we do have a live show. So what are we up to? We're saying now that here there's this couple that is in this intense, intense fight. Like major, major fight. 45 minutes they're fighting and they're screaming at each other. and getting all gehitzed about what? About the cleaners. Or they're getting all gehitzed about the fact that you aren't putting the heat on. You didn't put the heat on. It's getting cold. What are we going to do? Do we put the heat on yet? Well, I'm not putting on the heat until we take out the air conditioners. Whatever silly content it is. And even if it's not so silly, by the way. I, I'm not even talking about silly content. You and I know most of the content is silly. You know, I did, I didn't, you did say, you didn't say. That's that's most of the stuff. But sometimes it's not serious. And and by the way, I don't want to sound like one of these Musser guys who's telling you that, ah, come on, get over it. Don't fight with your spouse. Just forget about it and move on. Because I know very well, work with couples, I know for myself, that what? That when you're in the, it's in the, you're in the heat of the moment and you feel hurt from your spouse, it, it's a major thing. Even though it's not lemaisa a major thing, but it's a major thing means you feel it's a major thing because the root of all of this, by the way, is attachment. And attachment, basically, what's really happening is I feel you don't care about me. That's the bottom line. I mean, it's, I don't even care about the fact that the socks are on the floor, that the hair is on, you know, the hair is on, uh, when you shave the hair is all out, you leave the hair all over the sink, or that, uh, you never make the beds, or the house is, is a mess, or that you came late, I can't rely on you, the kids are starting yeshiva, you're not learning with the kids, they're gonna fail again. Okay, maybe that's a little bit different. But most of the time, I could do it myself, whatever, it doesn't make a difference, I'll clean it up. I'll do it myself. I'll clear the table myself. I'll clear the table myself. But you know what? It bothers me because I feel like you don't care. Like if it was someone else who would have told you, you would have cared. If it was your boss, if it was your Rebbe, if it was sometimes even if it was your friend. But me, I come last. That's how I feel. That's how I feel in my marriage. That's how I hear this. I hear this all the time. So the point of the matter is that I'm talking about right now is that, okay, so you're going to start taking punches and swipes and, and you're going to put your boxing gloves on. And guess what? And guess what? You're going to prove to your spouse that you're right and he's wrong or that you're right and she's wrong. You know who's going to win at the end of the day? Let me tell you who wins. No one wins. Why? Because even when he's going to concede or she's going to concede, you know, it's a fake concession. They just want to get out of it. So you're wasting your time, number one. Number two, number two, even if it's a real concession, you know what? Those of you who have children, if your children have just witnessed you fighting, and even if they haven't witnessed you fighting, even if you're in the other room, and they, they know, they know you're fighting. And, and, and of course, uh, rule number one is if you're going to negotiate, you better do it out of sight, out of hearing of the children. The children should not be hearing you. And don't tell me there's nowhere to go at home. There's nowhere to go, so step outside. Okay, now step outside, really step outside. If there's mamish nowhere to go and there's nothing to do, then don't fight. If you have to negotiate, and I'm not talking about negotiating every Monday and every like, you know, 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. We negotiate, which is really a fight. <laughs> My husband comes home. We, before we know, we're ready in a fight. 
right? I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the one-time negotiation, the 5%, I say maybe 5% of the 95, the 100% of, of, of the issues that come up between you and your husband. And you're letting go 95% of the time. Are you doing that? If you're listening to me right now, ask yourself the question. Are you letting go 90, 90 to 95% of the time? Being mavata, being mavata, being mavata, being mavata, being mavata, mavata. And that's 5% of the time where it's so important because you really have to, I need my husband to learn with the children. He, he has to learn. They just started yeshiva now. It's already past Chodesh My son, I don't want him to fail. I want him to learn Gemara. I can't learn Gemara with him. I would do it. I just, I, you can't expect a woman to learn Gemara with her son. It just doesn't happen. Okay, those are the exceptional cases. But most of the other bickering and the fighting, it's just you're feeling hurt. That's all it is. It's you're feeling hurt and you're going to punch and you're going to punch and punch harder. Or your husband's going to punch and punch harder. I don't know who starts the fight. Maybe you start the fight. Maybe he starts the fight. Every time it's different. Right? So you're thinking right now as I'm talking to you, I never start fight the fight. My husband always starts the fight. And I'm sure if your husband were here, he would say, my wife. And the husbands are listening, right? That's that's the way we work. That's the way HaKadosh Baruch wired us, right? That we're never wrong. We're always right. So the point that I'm saying right now is what? Is... That the same way, think about it for a second. All those of you who are listening to me right now who have driver's license and you drive, I don't care which country you're in, whether it's America, you're listening to me in Israel, no, we have people listening in other countries, Mexico, we even have people, I think, listening to us in Egypt, believe it or not. But you're at the intersection and you're by the red light and the red light's about to turn green and you're ready to go straight and you're in a rush, you're in a big rush. And all of a sudden, when the light turns green, the guy opposite you in the intersection, right, who's bl- who's signaling to make left, he starts turning left right in front of you. He, he can't do that. He has to wait. And then the next car starts turning left, and the next car turns left. And you know how this happens. And you get really frustrated. What are you going to do? You're going to drive straight into the car. Bam, boom, accident. It's, my, it's his fault. No, of course we're not going to do that. You must be crazy to do that. But we do this all the time in our marriages where I have to prove to him that I'm right and he's wrong. That's it. And if it really hurts your feelings that you can't let it go, so maybe later on you could speak about your feelings and not speak about the content, not speak about the socks on the floor, not speak about the hair on the sink, not speak about the fact that he came late. If it's really bothering your feelings because he insulted you in front of the kids and it's going to happen again, then when you calm down later on, you could call him up to the room after the Shabbos meal, not during the Shabbos meal. You hear me? Not during the Shabbos meal. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. After the Shabbos meal. After the Shabbos meal. You guys are going to sleep. Then you could say to him, by the way, Moshe, I know maybe you didn't realize it, but it was very, very hurtful for me when you insulted me in front of the kids. And then, of course, you know, whatever mahalach that we always talk about, and obviously he's going to have to be on board also and, and have been trained for this. But hopefully, even if he's not trained, we could give you a certain mahalchim. We don't have time right now. But the point of the matter is that don't collide. Don't just smash right into the car. Don't just right there on the Shabbos table because he's insulting you. Say you're ta- you're saying something about something that he doesn't even know about, right? And you're saying, yes, yeah, you're saying a human hair shaitel, a human shaitel, right? Cost like $3,000 because you know. That good shaitels cost $3,000. I get it. Ladies, I, I'm making this up. I have no idea how much shaitels cost. I know they're expensive. I, I know they're expensive. But uh, but you say, yeah, they're $3,000. And he says to you, what are you talking about? You can get a human hair shaitel for $1,000, a good quality. 
He's contradicting you. And you're, talk- and you're not even talking to him. You're talking to your daughter. You're talking to your daughter on the Shabbos. And he contradicts you. So what are you going to do? You're going to look at him and say, you don't know what you're talking about because actually it's $3,000 and you get into a whole big fight. You're smashing right into him to show, to prove that you're right. And you know what's happening? Everybody's hearing it. Sigh, your guest. But you, you know, forget about the guest. Your children. Your children. Okay, so my children hear it. They get used to us fighting. What's the big deal of a Greenfield? Why are you making such a big deal? Our children fight. Okay, we, we fight in front of the children. Whatever. They're used to it. You hear this? They're used to it. They're used to that, the fact that we, we, we fight in front of them. They know, they get used to it. That's all I have to say. And you know why I'm saying because I work with those couples and those families. It's the biggest it's like you can cry. You can literally cry when these parents are fighting in front of their children and they're thinking, well, the children are used to it. They, they got used to it. Nobody gets used to it. No one gets used to it. You know what it's like? I'll, I'll tell you what it's like. It's like someone's going to give you like stick needles in your arms and say, you're going to get used to it. No, you got used to it. You don't get used to it, number one. Because it's painful. It's painful for the children to see that, the, that their parents are fighting. Do you hear me? I'm sorry to be so open and transparent today. I don't know why I'm being so open, but I am. It's painful for your children to watch you fight. Are you getting it? It's painful for them. That's number one. Now let me talk to you about number two. Number two is that it impedes upon their emotional development. That means... That they're not going to develop emotionally healthy. It might be a minor crack in their emotional development and it might be a major. That's all going to be dependent on their personalities. Yeah, you're going to have kids who are a little tougher. You're going to have kids who are a little more sensitive. But don't come to tell me, oh, nature versus nurture. Nature wins here. No, 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 no. In this case, it's nurture. Because you're risking. Are you going to go out into the street and play chicken? Is that what you're going to do? You're going to play chicken with your friend and risk, God forbid, getting run over by your car? Obviously, you're not going to do that. But what you're going to do, and I'm not talking to you, obviously, who's listening to me right now. But what you're going to do is when your husband contradicts you about the shaitel on the Shabbos table, you're going to get into a fight with him. Or when your wife, when your wife tells you to hurry up with the Devar Torah, you're going to get into a fight with her. I'm not saying that what she did is right. I'm not saying that a wife should tell her husband, hurry up with the Dvar Torah. It is chutzpah. But you know what? You know what? Let me tell you something. You know what's worse? To get into a fight with her on the Shabbos table. And to say to her, well, I'm going to take my time. So please. Like, hello. You want to swallow that lump in your throat? Go ahead, swallow it and deal with it later. Because if you're not going to, you're going to damage those kids. You're going to damage their development, their emotional development. That's what you're going to do. Sometimes a little more, sometimes a little less. That's the way it works. Okay? I'm sorry to say it. Should I be more blunt with you? Should I do that? Yeah. It's 11.42. This is going to be our shortest show. So you know what? Today I'm going to, as they say, shoot from the hip. And I'm going to tell you. Bilaz, as they say. Blush and amzu. You can mess them up. Okay? There's a non-professional term for you. You can mess them up. You can take the risk of messing them up. Fighting over and over and over and over again. 
with your spouse. So you know what you got to do instead? Let me tell you what you got to do instead, ladies and gentlemen. And thank you for listening today. What you have to do instead is the same thing you would do in the car. And that's called defensive driving. Yes, that guy has no right cutting right in front of you. You're at the light and he's turning left right in front of you. Not just one car, not but two cars, but three cars. So you have the right to go. Don't go. Don't fight. Don't go. Because you're going to smash right into the car. And you know who you're smashing? You're not smashing the car. You're smashing your children. That's what's happening. I'm seeing this. I'm seeing this. You're smashing your children. Fighting in front of the children is smashing the children. Even though what your husband just did was really disgusting. Even though what your wife just did was really like, really, really chutzpahdik, let's say. Chutzpahdik. She has no respect for you. No respect. Now, mind you, by the way, it's funny, a lot of men demand respect from their wives. And I'm not saying wives should give respect to their husbands. But I always question. I always question. I, I, I got to be careful what I'm saying. Ladies, yes, it's a key for you to respect. Whether, whether he deserves it or not, whether your husband deserves it or not, you have to respect your, uh, your husband. You, I, you don't like what I'm saying to you right now? You don't like to hear that because you're thinking to yourself, why do I have to respect him? What does he do? Really, what does he do? Uh, okay, I'm talking about chas and bad cases of marriage. But let's say, what did he do in the past couple of days, right? It's funny because the truth is the husbands do, really do do a lot. They'd go out to work, and if they wouldn't go out to work, then it would be a problem. Although a lot of women are going out to work today as well. I know that. But what I want to say to you is that that's what the Torah wants us to do. The Torah wants us to respect our husbands, whether we like it or not. The Torah wants us to love our wives, whether we like it or not. That's the Rambam. That's the, based on the Gemara. A man should respect his wife more than himself, and he has to love her as himself. And for a woman, a woman is commanded to respect and honor her husband exceedingly whether he deserves it or not. Now that might sound like, why should I have to do that? That's not fair. You know what? If you can't do it because that's why Hashem wants you to do it, do it in a selfish way. I'm telling you, if you provide him with his primary needs, even though he doesn't deserve it, you're going to see you're going to have more shalom bias at the end. Gentlemen, if you're going to show love to your wife, even though she doesn't deserve it, do it anyways. doesn't deserve it, you're still going to show her love. You're going to be a happy camper. So you could do it for Hashem, <laughs> you could do it for her, or you could do it for yourself. doesn't make a difference. Hey, you can do it. But my point over here right now is you got to be careful not to ram right into the other car because you have the right of way and because I'm right. It's not about being right, like Rabbi Block says. It's about doing right. And doing right is being mevater. But if you don't like that word, because I say that word a lot of times, and if that word, like, you don't like the word mevater, ah, it's so hard, it's so hard. I want you to think about two things. Number one is, I don't even know if we would exist today if Hashem wouldn't be mevater for us. <laughs> I don't even know if we would exist right now if Hashem wouldn't be mevater. So like, hello, you want to be fair? <laughs> you want to be fair? You talk about fairness? So you act the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu acts with you. That's number one. With us, number two, the other piece about this, whether you don't like this word by me, Mavata, do you understand that you're going to be damaging, those of you who have children around, you're going to be damaging your child's emotional psyche. You think Rabbi Greenfield's making this stuff up? Do you think I'm just making this stuff up because it sounds good? 
and I'm getting like all hitched about it. Well, guess what? Why don't you do a little bit of research? Do a little bit of your own research. Do your research and find out, find out a little bit about attachment theory. Find out a little bit about what a healthy attachment is and what it's not. And then go yourself maybe to, uh, I don't know, find maybe a library or if you have a kosher internet, whatever it is, and look at the statistics. Find about research about what happens to children who don't receive the proper emotional attachment and their feeling say that even though they feel loved by their mother and their father, but it's happening separately. They feel love coming from their mother. They They feel love coming from their father, but their parents are fighting. So all that love and attachment is sort of being intoxicated by the fact that there's all those machlokas at home. And what are the consequences of the emotional development of the future relationships of these children? Because these children are going to get married. Yes, this little five-year-old Shlaimi or seven-year-old Hindi is going to get married one day. And she's going to have to relate to her husband. And how is she going to react when she gets upset? How is he going to react when he gets upset? Is he going to be maybe a little sensitive? Is he going to possibly mimic some of the fighting he's seen at home? You know, why don't you look up the research and see for yourself? If you want, you can text me afterwards. I can try to send you some links. The point of the matter is, this is real. This is MS, okay? And and it's it just so funny because how it ties in with, with what we know as MS, which is the Torah, which is Yiddishkeit, which is how a Kaddish Baruch Hu treats us with midas harachamim, not with midas adin. If we were to be treated by Hashem with midas adin, we would have a very big problem. Hodol Hashem kitov, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is keel rachum v'chanon. Hodol Hashem kitov, that Hashem is keel rachum v'chanon. But hello, if Hashem's acting like that to us, don't you think Hashem wants us to act to our spouse the same way? Of course. So don't ram right into the into the car. Because you're going to hurt yourself. You're going to hurt the car. You're going to hurt yourself. Maybe you could claim insurance later on. But, you know, you could get majorly hurt. Or your children, chas v'shalom, get majorly hurt. So that's called defensive driving. Just wait it out. Defensive driving. Wait it out. Wait it out. I want to talk about some other major uh, defensive driving stuff. And I'm just going to, like, scan bits and pieces of my workshop here. And just, like, note some defensive driving mechanisms you can. And the workshop, Mir Hashem, I know I keep on saying it, but I keep on putting myself deadlines. It is going to come out soon in Mir Hashem. Okay, now, a couple of things. Primary needs. If you are not receiving your primary need as a spouse, ladies, I'm really mostly talking to you right now. I'm talking to some men as well. Yeah, I'm talking to some men, but I'm talking mostly to ladies. Ladies, we all know that, you know, you have, in your relationship, you have primary needs, okay? Your primary needs in your relationship is what? Your primary need in your relationship, the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu designed us, is that your need, need, I'm going to say it outright, I'm sorry, a nicety, nice thing to happen in your marriage, but your need is to feel loved by your husband. When I say loved, I mean listened to, respected, needed, trusted. If you're going to feel disliked, alienated, isolated by your husband, it's going to tense you up. It's going to tense you up. That's the way it is. I don't care if you come from the best mishpacha in the world. It's going to tense you up, right? So this is this is an issue. What if you're not feeling that your husband's there for you? You're not spending quality time with your husband. Okay, he loves you. Maybe he buys you flowers on Arab Shabbos. 
but you don't feel listened to, you don't spend time with him, you don't connect, there's no real relationship. There's no real relationship going on. <laughs> Whatever. I want to say something else now, but which is important, but obviously this is on the air. But in any case, the, the thing is like this, about what husbands sometimes think relationships is. That's, that's, that's okay. In any case, in any case, the point of the matter is that you're not receiving your primary need. It's just not happening. So now, like, what do you do? What do you do? Okay, you went to college classes, you listened to Rabbi Greenfield's Sheer and everything, but now you're not receiving it. So what are you going to do? You're going to fight with your husband. You're going to find things that he's making you crazy with, and it's going to become a big machlok. And you're finding yourself tense and stressed. You're just finding it because you're not feeling connected to your husband. Like you feel you just he's, you're last on his pro, on his list. Now forget about priority. You're last on his list, right? So what do you do? So in these types of cases, ladies, don't just let these things go. You have to have a conversation with your husband. It's got to happen. That's part of defensive driving. Defensive driving includes communicating to your husband that your needs are not being met. It has to be done in the right way. I mean, I'll, I'll, um, I, you know, I'll try to put it in like uh, a small, you know, bite-sized peas, as if to say, the bite-sized version of this conversation, and this we spoke about in the past, and you really should be listening, you know, to these types of classes as far as how to really make the proper request, because it is, it could be dangerous. But the bite-sized piece is basically to find the right time to speak to your husband. That's very important. Find the right time. Time is very, very important. Don't like, you know, in the wrong time. Find the right time. I say Moitra Shabbos is generally a good time. Find the right time to speak to your husband. Make an appointment first with your husband. Find time to speak to your husband. Um, you know, and, and to speak to him. But when you're talking to him, number one is you're defending him. You're saying, I know how busy you are. Because you know what he's going to tell you. If you just tell him, you know, Shlomo, honey, whatever you call your husband. <laughs> yeah. You call your husband honey and sweetheart, but you feel so distant from him. It's cute. But in any case, uh, still better to guess, guess. Okay, I guess it's a better vernacular. But but the bottom line is that um, you say to him, Shlomo, I know how busy you are, and I know you're working for the family. I know that. I understand that. I know you have so much going on. But I, no, and I feel like I know. I feel like we're missing something. I feel like I'm just not connecting to you. I'm not blaming you, but it would make me really happy if we can make up a schedule where we spend time with each other. It would make me really happy. Now, these conversations, ladies and gentlemen, have to happen every so often. Don't think you have that one conversation, boom, and it's going to work. Because I'll tell you what's going to happen. You see, I think it's against defensive driving. I'm just being real with you. Like, I don't want to play games, you know? Being real with you is that if you have a conversation like that, and then you set up a schedule where he comes home with a certain thing, it'll work for a week or two. But then it's, you know, after week three, four, it's going to start to diminish. And you have a problem. You're going to have to have another one of these conversations. That's okay. That's part of life. Don't get frustrated. And don't come and say, well, I tried already with my husband. I tried. It's not working. It's not, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. I, I tried. I tried. <laughs> like, can you imagine we would have that attitude with our children? I tried to be mechanachim. It's not working. Forget about it. Forget about it. I'm just going to let him grow as and be a para adam. <laughs> I'm going to let him be a para adam because I tried already. It's not working. With your children, we don't do that. We, because naturally we have that constant yearning, that love, that attachment, right? But with our husbands, we don't. 
So we have a conversation with them and it works for a week or two and then stops working and then we give up. No, you have to do it again and again and again. Success is about failing. That's what success is about. If you haven't failed, you'll never succeed. That's the way it is. That's the way it is. I'm sorry to say. So you have to have those conversations. That's, that's defensive driving and communication. When you're not receiving your primary needs from your husband, you're not receiving those needs. Because you don't feel connected to him anymore. It was Yumtif. He was busy with everything and everyone but you. Or maybe he was connecting with you and Yumtif, but now it's after Yumtif. And he feels that he spent so much time with the family and now he's not present anymore. So what are you going to do? Get frustrated and start screaming at him and say to him, you're really disgusting. You don't come home. This and that. The other thing, whatever you're going to do. No. And you're right. You see, the point is you're right. You really could do it. He deserves it. But no, no. Defensive driving. Defensive driving about being a mavater. Why? Because it's not going to work to smash right into the car. It's not going to work just to scream at him or to, or, or to lose it on him. What is going to work is to find that time, make the appointment, make sure he's well-fed, he's fine, and to say to him, defend him first, say, I understand how busy you are. I'm not I'm blaming you, but if we can make a schedule, don't even get into the tit-for-tat. It's not worth it. Whether he's right or you're right, just make a schedule for the future. Ladies, I, I find that you're much more practical than the men most of the time. <laughs> most of the time. With the couples that I work, I feel you're just more practical. Just, you, you see, you have that sixth sense. It's not, it's not about who's right and who's wrong. Let's just, let's just fix it, you know? So fix it. Don't get into the tit for tat. If he's getting into the tit for tat, don't fall for the bait. Don't fall for the bait. Say, okay, fine, you're right. But you know what? He'll say, you know how busy I am after you? If you know what's going on, whatever you're listening to me right now, I don't know when you're listening to me, whatever it is. You know how busy I am? Okay, okay, fine. You're right. Yeah, all right. Don't, don't, obviously, don't do that. You're right. You're right. Okay, that's a good point. But can we have a, can we make up a schedule right now? Can we make up a schedule of when we're going to spend time with each other? That's very, very important, ladies. And that's defensive driving when it comes to your primary needs. Very important. Here's one final one for you. Here's one final one for you. Thank you for listening, by the way. Okay. Yeah. Here's another one for you. And that is when you're feeling attacked from your husband. For whatever reason it is, you're feeling attacked. Let me let me t- tell you. I'll try to give you a couple of examples over here. Um, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm trying to find a good one for you. And thank you for listening. Okay. Let's say, let's say, for argument's sake, your husband, your husband is talking to you, right? And, and he's telling you something, and you start feeling like he's attacking you. Like, let's say, he comes home, he's all hungry. And you were busy. He knows you were busy. You had this doctor's appointment. You took the child to the, to the doctor. You had to take him to the doctor. And he knows that the doctor wasn't on time. And he knows this is the type of doctor you wait forever. It's a very good doctor. You know how like the good doctors, you just have to wait for them forever. But they have to be good doctors. That's why everybody goes to them. And you wait there forever. But at the end of the day, they spend a lot of time with you. So it's like a give and take. Some people can't stand those doctors. Okay, fine. But in any case, so you know, you're at the doctor. You didn't get a chance to prepare dinner. So obviously, you're very late. Your husband comes home and, 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 and he's very hungry. And you're middle making dinner. So he's like, okay, what's going on? Like, can you like, okay, can we get dinner ready? I see like dinner's not ready. I understand. But, but like, can we, can we like, can we like finish the dinner? Like, hello? And you start feeling attacked by your husband. Like, you start feeling attacked. And it's like, what's he doing to me? Like, he doesn't have no appreciation of what I did for him today. Like, hello? Like, all he has to think about is like his money, his food, his dinner. Like, he's like pushing me. Like, hello? It's not. 
Okay. So instead of saying to him, like, slow down, yo, relax, chill out, don't tell him that. That's going to create machlokas. And your children shouldn't be hearing that. You shouldn't really be hearing that. Okay, so you, you call him to the side and say to him, Moshe, can you a second? I know you're hungry. I know you don't mean it, but I'm starting to feel attacked. If you just give me some time, I'd really appreciate it. Whenever you're feeling attacked, no matter what it is, don't get into a tit for tat. Don't fight with him. Don't stuck him back because that's what you're going to do. You're going to be sarcastic, right? Insulting. Oh, very good. Okay. Oh, you get, you're hungry again, huh? You're hungry. Oh, here we go. The, uh, the hungry man is home. Don't. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do the sarcasm, the insults, the belittling, the how would you like it if. Don't do that. Just call him to the side and say to him, Moshe, I, I understand that you're hungry, but just let's let's just give me a couple of seconds. I had a very hard day. But why do I have to do that? You're going to think to yourself. He's disgusting. Doesn't he know what I did today? Doesn't he know what he did today? Be smart, ladies. Hashem gave you a sixth sense. You know he's hungry. He's got his hats on. Be smart. Let it go. Let it go. Don't be right. Do what's right. Don't be right. Do what's right. If you do what's right, everybody's going to be happy at the end. This is defensive driving in your Marriage, thank you for listening. Before you go, I know that <laughs> this was a delayed show because I, I gave a while. Oh boy, circling the blocks of parking. If you're listening, definitely text me. 917-397-2841. 917-397-2841. Not going to be able to answer phone calls, but you can always text. Always, ni- always nice to hear a text, especially when I start my show late. So I'm thinking to myself, okay. How many listeners do I actually have? Because I'm not standing in front of a class. So thank you for that. Thank you for listening. And have, this has been Rabbi Yitz Greenfield. Have an amazing, amazing day.